Have you ever thought, I can't apply for that job, too many other people will apply for it? Well, maybe it's crossed your mind, but you most likely will put your CV forward anyway, because there is a chance that you will be the one that stands out, has the right mix of experience, skills and personality that they're looking for, right? So why do people hold themselves back from starting a business? Because they think they are already too many people doing the same thing. They hold back from the competition, afraid that they will not be able to shine, to stand out. When in fact, there is more opportunity to be seen and succeed in business than there is in the employee world. All those people going for one job and only one will get it. Whereas if the same number of people started businesses, far more will have the chances of succeeding if they dare go for it. So in this episode, I'm talking about why you should not allow yourself to be held back from starting a business because you believe your ideal market already has too many players and that it is possible for you to stand out in the crowd, even if you want to do what has been done many times before. So grab a notebook and pen and get comfy as you're going to want to take some notes. Are you ready? Then let's get started. Hi, I'm Nicola O'Hara, and not so long ago, I navigated my way out of a successful corporate career to launch my dream business and haven't looked back. Now I live a life of freedom and work where, when, how, and with whom I choose. I created this podcast to teach you the strategies I learned and share the knowledge and tools I needed during my escape journey. So you can make your move out of your day job faster, smarter, and with greater ease. Think of me as your mentor, teacher, guide, and cheerleader through the highs and lows of the employee to entrepreneur roller coaster. If you're an aspiring entrepreneur feeling trapped, unappreciated, and unfulfilled in your job and longing to break free to build a business and life you're passionate about, you're in the right place. This is the Powering Your Passion podcast. Hello, and welcome to this episode. If you're new here, then an extra big welcome for you. And if you're a regular listener, then thank you. I really appreciate you for sticking around. Before we get into the topic of this episode, I want to invite you to follow me over on Instagram. Apart from LinkedIn, apart from LinkedIn, it's where I mainly hang out on social media and it would be great to see you there. You just need to go to Instagram and search for at Nicola.ohara and follow me. Simple as that. Please then DM me with any feedback you have or questions you want to ask. I love to hear from my listeners. Okay, let's dive into the episode topic, which is that you should not allow yourself to be held back from starting a business because you believe your ideal market already has too many players and that it is possible for you to stand out in the crowd. Imagine that you're your own boss. No more office politics, biting your tongue in meetings and despairing over the higher-ups' decisions. No more being overworked and underappreciated. You have the freedom to make your own decisions, to work where and how you want. You've got a fulfilling business that supports a life that allows you to spend more time with your family and your friends. And that means you can travel and explore new places and indulge in your hobbies. Sounds amazing, right? You should be jumping right in to get that business off the ground. But you don't because you're being held back by doubts and fears. And a big one of those fears is about how you'll be seen in a competitive market. How is little old you going to find your customers when so many other people are already doing what you do, right? And this fear means you delay. Time passes. And before you know it, another year has gone by 
and you're still no closer to your life of freedom. I know, I've been there. And I totally get it. Jumping into the business world full of small companies already doing what you want to do can be intimidating. But remember this, every successful entrepreneur started out just like you, filled with fears and doubts and many of the same nagging questions. Is there room for me? How can I be seen? In this episode, I show you why worrying about this, though understandable, is a waste of your time and most importantly, help you see that competition can be a benefit. Then I'll walk you through what you can do to stand out from the competition so you can be confident about your idea and start making your business happen. First, I want you to picture this. A woman sits at her desk, dreaming of starting a side hustle that could be her route out of her soul-sucking corporate job. She comes up with an idea she's really excited about. It will allow her to use her talents that she's not been able to utilise in her job. It has the potential to make money and has the added bonus of making a positive impact in the world. She starts planning and researching and putting together the bones of a business idea. Yes, she may have some nagging doubts and concerns, but she pushes them to the back of her mind as she continues to build on her thoughts. Until one day, buoyed up by her ideas, she she decides on impulse to share them with a friend over a glass of wine. She excitedly lays out what she's been thinking about doing and how she's going to do it. Her friend listens and then says, that all sounds great, but isn't there a lot of people doing that already? You'd be lost in a crowd. How would you manage to stand out? Isn't it a bit risky? She's crushed. The enthusiasm is sucked from her as her own doubts and fears take control, growing in strength from her friend's words. Maybe she'd need to think again. Too many aspiring entrepreneurs hold off starting a business because they, or the people around them, believe that there are already a lot of people in the market. How will they stand out? Are there even enough customers to go around? This has a paralysing effect and they stay stuck on their hamster wheel, continuing with their job, debating whether they should or should not take the perceived risk or not. And all the while getting more and more unhappy and frustrated and seeing their freedom vision slip further away. And look, this feeling is totally normal. There are a lot of myths around this topic which feed the fear. We're bombarded with stories of entrepreneurs who invented something new that takes off or that flops. Shows like Dragon's Den or Shark Tank, as it's known in the US, reinforce the view that you need to come up with something totally original, unique, revolutionary to be successful. That is the first myth. What you don't see are all the small business owners doing great things with ideas that are pretty unoriginal and ordinary. Businesses that are the foundation of the economy. The second myth is that if you're not one of the front runners in an idea, you may as well not try. Let me ask you this. What if Larry Page and Sergey Brin, founders of Google, had thought that? Google wasn't the first search provider on the scene. There was already a lot of competition. Remember any of these? Ask Jeeves, Excite, AltaVista, Yahoo, Lysos, Webcrawler, InfoSeek, Hotbot, Dogpile... I didn't really know that when I had to look that up. What you seek, World Wide Web Worm. But Larry and Sergey knew they could do it better and bought a fresh approach, which ultimately saw off the competition. The last myth is you can't thrive in business if there are a lot of people doing the same thing as you, which when you think of it is nonsensical. When you start out in the working world, you don't think I'm not going to go into a profession or a line of work because there are already a lot of people doing it. 
If that was the case, you wouldn't become a lawyer or a banker or a real estate agent. If you follow the same thinking that you'd need an original idea, you'd be looking for a job that no one else was doing. If you were lucky enough to find a unique job that was in heavy demand, you'll be set for life. But that's pretty unlikely, right? So you go for something that you see other people doing because you know that you can earn enough and have a future career with it. You just need to make sure that when you go for a job interview, you are the most desirable candidate. So why do you think it's any different for business? Going into something that has a track record that already has proved that people want and need something so much they're willing to pay for it is not a bad thing. Just like you'll most likely will not get every job you apply for, you won't attract every potential client to you. But you will attract some. Those that like your way of working and what you stand for, what your products are. And that's all you need for a successful business. You don't need all of the people. You just need your people. The people that resonate with what you have to say, how you say it, and what you have on offer in terms of products or services. So like preparing for a job interview to make yourself as attractive as as possible to future employers, with your potential business, you need to look at ways to stand out from the crowd and thrive within a competitive market. But how can you do that? How can you find your people? Well, first up, you already have a huge differentiator. It's your secret weapon. It's something that is absolutely unique to you in this world. Have you guessed it yet? It's you, your personality, your interests, your skills and talents, and of course, your quirks. No one else is you, so there's no one else who will show up like you, and that will filter through to your business. If you want to have a personal brand where you're front and centre of your business and use your name like I do, or like Joe Malone or Alexander McQueen, then it's even more important that your personality, style, values and ethics can be seen. And even if you don't name the company after yourself, like Gwyneth Paltrow and her company Goop, you can still infuse it with your personality through branding, your products and the people you hire. Think about what parts of your personality you would like to show in your business brand. Do you like simplicity and ease? Or do you prefer practicality and speed? You may love all things high-end and shiny or prefer a more earthy and spiritual vibe. When you infuse your business with your personality, it naturally differentiates you from the competition. Remember, people don't just buy products and services. They buy experiences and emotions. Think about Starbucks. They don't just sell coffee. They sell an experience, a third place between work and home. So you find your differentiator, flaunt it and make your customers fall in love with not just your products, but the whole packet. The next thing you need to do is to nail your niche. Now, when we talk about going niche, what we're really talking about is getting specific. Now, when I talk about niche, I also mean niche if you're American. So niche, niche. But over here, we call it a niche. Okay, so what was I saying? So you're, yeah, you're focusing on a unique subset of a larger market. This doesn't mean you're boxing yourself into a corner. It means finding your corner of the market where you can truly shine. It's about finding those people who connect with what you're offering on a deeper level. It's like throwing a party for the biggest fans of your brand, where they all get to love what you do and are excited to support your journey. But there's more to going niche than just that. When you focus on a niche market, you're not just creating a loyal customer base, you're building a community. A community of people who feel seen and heard by your brand, who feel like they're part of your journey and most importantly, who love to sing your praises and bring more like-minded people into your circle. So niching can take on various forms, depending on your business's unique goals, customer base and product or service offerings. But here are a few types of niching 
you might want to consider. So the first one is product niche. So this is about specialising in a certain type of product. For example, if you're in the fashion industry, you might specialise in sustainable clothing. Or in the tech industry, you might have a focus on VR technology. The second niche is the service niche. This type of niche refers to specialising in a particular service. For example, as a fitness trainer, you might specialise in high-intensity interval training for busy professionals. Number three is industry niche. Here you cater for a specific industry. If you're a graphic designer, for example, you could specialise in designing in the healthcare sector. This allows you to understand the industry's unique needs and become an expert in the field. The next one is demographic niche. This type of niche focuses on specific demographics. This could be a certain age group, gender, income level, or even lifestyle. For example, a personal finance blog could cater specifically to millennials, or a nutrition coach might focus on nutrition for seniors. Then we have the geographic niche. This is where you specialise in serving a specific geographical area. This could be as large as a country or as specific as a town. For example, if you offer massages, you might specialise in a particular city or region. Then you have the price niche. This involves differentiating based on price. You could either position yourself as a premium high-end option, if that suits your personality, or as a budget-friendly alternative in your market. Then finally, you have the value-based niche. This type of niche caters to people with specific values, such as environmental consciousness or ethical sourcing. For example, a coffee brand that only sources fair trade beans appeals to customers who value ethical consumption. In all these niching strategies, the key is to find a niche that aligns with your personal interests, values and strengths. This will just make it more authentic and will allow you to serve your customers genuinely and effectively, helping your business to stand out and succeed. Okay, so the third thing you can do is to find your edge. Now, this one can seem a bit elusive. Like, what's an edge anyway? Well, it's like finding your superpower in the business world. It's about discovering that unique mix of values that you can offer, which no one else can replicate in the same way. Sounds easy, right? I know, it can be difficult to work out. It could be anything from an amazing product or service idea to a unique business model Or maybe you've got a way with people that just makes your customer service first class. It could even be your personal journey that connects with your audience or the way you've got a knack for explaining complex things in simple terms. It could also be your fashion style or a quirk you have or something unusual you do. Like you do trapeze as a hobby, so you become a trapeze person who sells products that help you live the high life. And it doesn't have to be something grand or flashy. Something that's small and genuine can make the biggest impact. Finding your edge isn't just about being different for the sake of it, but about identifying and amplifying the aspects of you and your business that really resonate with your target audience and fulfil a need or desire in a way that other businesses don't. Once you find your edge, you can position it at the forefront of your brand, making it a central part of your marketing strategy and business identity. This allows you to carve out a unique space for your business in the market connect more deeply with your target audience and ultimately stand out in a crowded market. So let's pull all three of these together. So for example, you could be a jewellery designer and want to sell your products online. Your personality is bubbly and you love anything designer or high-end. You decide to niche to the luxury end of the market and primarily to high-flying corporate women. Your edge is your amazing customer service and the personal note you add to every order. Or you could be a coach. Your personality is confident and practical. 
Your niche is life coaching, focusing on women going through divorce. Your edge could be you're super direct and you tell them how it is. You also have a strong story of how you survived a messy divorce and came out more confident and happy than ever, which you use to explain why you are direct and no nonsense in your approach, because that is what got you through it. Do you see what I mean? You can create something that's unique in the market, not because your product or service is unique, but because of how you talk about it and present it to the world. You need to remember there is room for everyone, particularly in the online business world. And those that have started up before you have done you a favour. They are like the canary in the mineshaft. They already have shown their business idea or model works. Also, if you monitor them, you can see their mistakes and learn from their successes. And then you might be able to swoop in like Google and create something even better. And also keep in mind that players in your market can make great partners and you can collaborate with them on projects. As long as you have some distinctions from each other, you can raise each other up, particularly other small businesses and solopreneurs. You can support each other and promote each other so you both succeed. Before I sum up, I'll let you into a secret. Remember that story I told you at the start about the person who had the idea crushed by a friend? Well, that was me, and it did hold me back for quite a while and kept me in my job for far too long. I wish I knew then what I now know, so don't make my mistake and let it hold you back. Let's recap what I've covered. We started off by discussing the myths about going into a competitive market. Then we discussed how you can stand out in a crowded market. Remember, your superpower is differentiation. That's the special source that makes you unique. We also talked about going niche and building a community around your brand. We explored different types of niching, product, service, industry, demographic, geographic, price and value based. And finally, we dove into finding your edge, what makes you unique, sets you apart and draws the crowd to you. The bottom line is, in a busy market, the goal isn't to be known by everyone, but to be unforgettable to the right people. There's something I want you to remember. Just because someone else is doing something similar doesn't mean there's no room for you. There's a slice of the market out there waiting for your unique spin. You don't need to hold back from your dreams just because a market seems crowded. Embrace it, dive in, believe in yourself and the value that you bring. In a world filled with replicas, be an original. Yes, there will be others doing something similar, but none of them will do it quite like you. So go ahead and start that side hustle or launch that full-time business. The world is waiting for your unique flavour and your special touch. And who knows, your journey might just inspire another aspiring entrepreneur to start their own. Remember, you are unique and whatever business you're planning to bring your passion to the world with, you will stand out and shine. That's it for this episode. Thanks for tuning in. As always, the link to the show notes is in the description for this episode on whatever platform you're listening from. Here's to you and the exciting journey you're about to embark on. I can't wait to see where it takes you. Go for it. This is your time. Hey, so if you enjoyed this episode, make sure to follow or subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google or Amazon so you know as soon as a new episode is released and don't miss out. And while you're there, feel free to give a rating or drop in a comment. I would love to hear from you. 